Welcome, beautiful souls, to Sicilene Podcast, a place designed to help you step into your power and find greater joy in your everyday life. I believe in taking a holistic approach to learning in life, so I want to discuss a variety of topics such as motherhood, education, relationships, health and wellness, and so much more. Join us as we embark on an inspiring and empowering journey of coming back home to your authentic self and living your best life as only you can define it. Welcome to this week's episode. Last week, I took a break from creating content because my body has a way of making me slow down, get grounded, and refocus on myself. It used to be panic attacks, but this um, past few weeks, it was a just a cold or a flu and I needed time to reground myself and to focus in on being a friend and a mother to myself, so taking care of myself. I also realized that the timing of it is actually perfect because the topic that I wanted to discuss on this week's episode was still part of the five contributors to our kids' education, but I wanted to focus in on the educators and the teachers and the parents, so the adults in our kids' lives. And we all want to give the best to our kids and make sure that they have everything that they would possibly need to succeed. But the fact that I needed a cold or a flu to slow down and actually take care of myself clearly shows the lack of coherence between the things that are necessary to achieve success in life. And the idea that we have to expose our kids to every topic and every sport and every outing and every vacation and every thing that consumes so much time in a day and in a week that we are missing the most important part which is to taking care of ourselves and our kids both emotionally physically spiritually and that needs to become the foundation or the stepping stone that we focus on in educating our kids in this life education that model that we need to embrace if we really want our kids to succeed in life we need to drop the division between education being held only in a classroom and adapt the understanding that education happens every single day. It is life lessons and it should be life education because if we grow every day, we are growing, we are becoming better.
we are learning more about ourselves instead of fighting or looking outside of ourselves to an expert or somebody else to explain who we are to ourselves, if that makes any sense. So many teachers go into this profession to give all that they got to help kids and shape and inspire them for their future and give an equal chance to every child. So many teachers are willing to give their time to other people's kids to support and guide each child to become the best versions of themselves. But the system they are forced to work in only sees kids as numbers or statistics on their efficacy reports as a way to compare which school is the higher achiever or which province is doing better or which country is doing better statistically. But kids aren't numbers. They are individuals with needs and our basic human need is to be seen, heard, and loved. But when you consider a number, you don't really pay that much attention to the number. It's also important to highlight that education has become one of the reoccurring hot topic in any political race or any election race. I don't even know how you call those things. Um, but they've become a hot topic without any clear investment or actual leadership to make it better. So in my opinion, this clearly exposes the ultimate end goal of the public education system, which is to control and to um, program and condition our kids, but also the parents and the adults that work in that system. Because teachers are at the mercy of the government because the government writes their paycheck every week or two weeks. So they can't even express to the full extent how difficult their job has become with the lack of proper funding and proper resources the proper support and the proper help that teachers need to address the individual needs of each student they have in their classroom, which for the most part is almost 29 kids to one teacher with all different learning levels in one class, with all the socially created and reinforced labels that we put on our kids 
in order to avoid the discussion that it might not be the kids that are the problem. It might actually be the system itself. When the conversation actually starts in order to make changes to help the current public school system, we rarely get the chance to hear the teacher's perspective, which should be considered the expert in education because that is their field of study, that is their profession. But we rarely get the teachers to give their input openly and uncensored to the public as to what the schools and each classroom actually needs. Instead, we get the quick fix and the easy band-aid of adding whiteboards to every classroom instead of actually investing in the human resources that teachers need to help support the individuals in their classrooms. The lack of respect that is shown towards teacher mostly coming from the government, which is ironic since they are technically the boss of the system, clearly shows the lack of leadership, but also the lack of understanding and it really creates a sense of like they don't they just don't get it because they they're not in the classrooms every day they're not in the schools every day so the teachers work in a system without the proper resources the proper support or the help that they need so they're basically working in a system that is set up for them to fail no matter what they do. But what concerns me the most is who is paying the ultimate price in the lack of leadership and the lack of wanting to acknowledge the problem and actually put in actions and resources to fix the problem. Who is paying the ultimate price in all of this? are always the children. And yet, we turn around as a society and we can't seem to understand what's going on with our kids. They just don't get it. So what happens when children are the ones who are paying the ultimate price? I realized that I just needed to look myself in the mirror to realize the effect of what putting our head in the sand for so many years created as a result. 
because it has fueled all the limiting beliefs that I currently have and I'm trying to work hard to let go. The stories that I keep telling myself about myself not being good enough, not being smart enough, and the work that I have to put in on being really intentional in creating new stories and real stories for myself. So when we take a step back and hear what society has to say about our kids today, we don't understand what's going on with the kids. They're not like the other kids used to be a generation ago. We are putting the blame on the kids who are just demonstrating and living out what the system is telling them or what the system is conditioning in them. I also want to address the elephant in the conversation room and the fact that the last three years the effects it has had on us as a society that we keep sweeping under the rug and completely ignoring. The fact that it brought most everybody to their knees with fear, stress, anxiety, overworked, overwhelmed. We were expected to do more with less, adapt with no clear leadership or empathy towards other human beings. The narrative of us versus them. The belief that the world could keep no, not the world, that our kids could keep going to school without addressing anything that was going on in the world and they had to witness us living so much <laughs> negativity and overwhelm. But yet, they were expected to still learn. They were expected to still perform. Working parents were still expected that their kids log on to a computer screen during the workday while they were at work or at night when they got back from work. The lack of humanity in our schools clearly shows how far and how deep the problem actually is. So as teachers who are stuck basically trying to do the best they can, as parents... We are also trying to do the best we can in providing a safe 
nurturing environment for our kids. Teachers are trying to do the same thing in their classrooms. Everybody is barely holding on, yet we still expect our kids to perform like they used to without addressing any of their mental health needs. Most kids don't get their basic physical needs met. They don't sleep enough. They can't eat right or properly. Maybe because of anxiety. Maybe because of stress. Maybe because of fear. Maybe because of bullying. But those topics are rarely talked about. What's most important is the test results. Because I mean, after all, test results, that is a clear indication of if a child will be successful in life. Can you even remember what you learned to pass a test in grade 3, 6, 9, 12? I can't. If it didn't interest me or I didn't see a point in it, I can't even remember it. But yet we ignore the basic skills our child will actually need in life. Taking care of themselves. Being kind to themselves. Slowing down. Getting the chance to be bored and think for themselves again. Get to play in the mud, be creative, have fun, and just be. Now, I realize my thinking might not be typical. It might not be conventional or part of the mainstream thinking. But I want to just plant a seed. And help parents realize, because I needed to realize this for my own kids, they are my kids, yes. I gave birth to them. They chose us as parents. But their lives shouldn't be dictated by the stories or the little movies that I created in my head for them. They are their own person who just needs guidance and a person to facilitate navigating this crazy world we live in. And that really took me a long time to be okay with the fact that I could not control my kids as I was so desperately wanting to do. 
And when we take a step back as parents, give them a chance to be bored, to explore nature, to ask the questions they are actually thinking, not enforce or force ideas on them. You get the chance to see how incredibly intelligent, creative, innovative, loving, accepting kids can actually be. When you take the pressure off of needing to perform, needing to conform, needing to fit in, when you take the time to celebrate what makes your child unique, their special little quirks, the way that they can think of a possible solution, even if to you it doesn't make any sense. But just witnessing who your child actually is, is the greatest gift you can receive as a parent. Not having to fight or force or dictate or control and it's hard because we weren't taught that way. Well, I'm a complete control freak, so I like to control everything. So it might not be hard for you, but it was incredibly hard for me to let go of the sense of control. To let your kids make mistakes. To let your kids make mess. But showing them how to clean up the mess. Showing them that when they are making mistakes, that's how you learn the best. And you will remember what you've learned. Having a slower approach, an intentional approach, creates a bond in a relationship with your kids that will help them much more than having them learn algebra or random facts. Regaining a sense of confidence and commitment to your beliefs is also a major stepping stone in creating a great relationship with your kids and making sure that they are able to succeed in life. Because when you take a step back from what we are told our kids should be learning and should be doing, and instead you take the time to define for yourself and for your family what is important and what your values are, that is when things start to shift and you create 
lifelong education. So to wrap it up, my main point in all of this is our need to redefine what success actually is and let our child contribute and define the concept of success for themselves. We are merely a facilitator and a guide in our child's life. And the sooner that we let go of the social pressure to consume random, most of the time, useless information and give them the chance to fully explore what is important to them, that is how we make the changes that are needed for our kids and for ourselves. So next week's episode will be the last of the five contributors series, if you want to call it. And I want to discuss the whole approach of unschooling and how we are, we chose to use the unschooling approach with our kids um, to homeschool, but also ways that you could apply it even if your kids are still in the public school system. So I am wishing you a great week and have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.